This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite double tappers. Oh, oh, hello, hello, hello. I am Stephen Scott. I am here. Hi. Welcome <laughs> uh, to the show. Sean Priest is here. Hello, Sean Priest. You all right? <laughs> Uh, I am giggling in the background. Hello, hello, hello. Hiya. How are you doing? <laughs> Hiya, hyena. How are you? Uh, also, we've got Mark Afalalalalo back with us. I leave for one week and you start introducing what? Sean before me. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how it goes now. Yeah. Yeah. The constitutional order will be restored next week, I promise. Uh, you know, we're going to do these things in some kind of order, I guess. Oh, yeah, I, I was just... I was just as we started there. I was I'd opened the windows in the room just to you know air the room out for no nefarious Oops. reasons, priest. Before you start, um, <laughs> but I was I was just I thought you know I'll get some air because you know there's been a lot of storms around here recently, and I thought while there's no storm, I'll open the windows. And just as we start, the storm kicks up again. So I had to go quickly and close the windows. So thankfully, we're all hmm. safe in our home. I hope you're safe where you are, Mark. What's the weather like in Canada? It's uh, extremely rainy today. I, I don't understand it. It's above zero. It is raining like a mother, and uh, and it's going to freeze overnight. So it's going to be wonderful. Oh, wonderful okay. weather out there. Well, that sounds uh, utterly delightful. And that's the weather forecast brought to you on Double Tap Canada this week. Don't you say we are not a public service to you, Canada? <laughs> coast to coast weather brought to you by... <laughs> Oh, Mark, how was your week? Haven't, haven't seen you for a week. Uh, it, it was good. You know, it was an interesting week. I've spent the past couple of weeks at various doctor's appointments. When you hit a certain age, this is what happens is that the only way to spend time with my wife is to go to doctor's appointments yeah. together. <laughs> and, Happy Valentine's. <laughs> yeah, thanks. And, and it's funny. We were sitting at one doctor's appointment. On, I think it was Monday. Maybe it was Friday. I don't remember. And I, I was on Twitter, and we were just going back and forth, and, and, and this guy on Twitter threatened, I kind of threatened anyway, it seemed like a threat. It said, uh, tune in this week to my podcast, I'm going to tell you something I noticed about a uh, one of the co-hosts on Double Tap Canada. Uh-oh. And, and uh, I, immediately res- <laughs> I immediately responded with uh, with saying, I hope it's not me, and he goes, actually, I'm like, oh, great. So, <laughs> so, Pick on the sighted so, guy, that's what we do here. Yeah, exactly. So I, I happened to, I did listen to it, and uh, it wasn't as bad as I expected. He basically compared me and my voice to Conan O'Brien. He says that uh, listening to Conan O'Brien, he's not sure if we are not the same person. Well, oh. has Conan O'Brien and Marco Flalo ever been in the same room? I can categorically tell you that we have not. Well, there you go, you see. How would you know? Who's Conan the Barbarian? <laughs> oh, my God. I've never heard Conan O'Brien. You don't know who, everybody don't knows know who Conan, Conan O'Brien is. Okay, I know we don't get the show in the UK, but everybody knows who well, he is. Well, that's why then. Well, I mean, I heard of the name, but I don't know what he sounds like. Obviously, like Mark. Sorry. The only okay. reason I know of Conan O'Brien is because of the whole big fight with him and Jay Leno that went on for long enough. And I, I remember that story leaking over here. Uh, and, uh, you know, that was the only time I'd really heard of the guy. I I've seen a couple of his clips on 
uh, YouTube. <laughs> I forgot the name of that. Well you know, done. You know, the, the biggest platform on earth. <laughs> that video it? platform that we use. On yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that TV show is brilliant. TV show, by the way, you must check yeah, out. Double Tap TV, TV. Also available on an app near you uh, called AMI TV. But uh, yes, moving on from that very quickly. Uh, so yeah, I've seen a couple of clips of the show, and uh, yeah, it's all right. But anyway, no, 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 no. I don't know about Mark, him and you. I don't know whether that fits. Does in. Mark sound like him? That's that's the question. I, I, see, I, I don't know. If only there was some way to hear what he sounded like and what Mark sounds like. <laughs> That's impossible. You, know, could do you that. know what I was told right before this show? I was told that I can solve everything because I have the internet. Well, you do have the internet. You're in charge of the internet this week, Mark. As you know that when you're here, you are in charge of the internet box. Yeah, so let's let's try to find a clip of, uh, of Conan O'Brien here. We go. Well done. here. See? We're going we're gonna to do this here. We're going to see if Dance we can for us, Mark. get this working. <laughs> Dance for Dance for us. Dance for us, Mark. Dance, dance for monkey, us. Dance, monkey, dance, monkey, I have to make it so we can all hear it I at the remember. same time, right? That's the, that's the challenge. I remember a radio uh, station. Oh, there he is. Your sister, who's, is she quite a bit younger than you? Yeah, she's 10 years younger than me. She's here. She's she's back there. Watching. Oh, she's she's backstage. Yeah. Uh, and is she interested in acting as well? She's on and off. She told me the other day she just wants she wants to know how she can make a thousand dollars. And I want this. Did you She's probably going through your purse? Yeah. Right. <laughs> She's like, I don't think he says anything like you. I got no. six hundred. I'm four hundred short. Well, that guy's six hundred. I'm four hundred short. Uh, maybe I guess. It's hard because when you, I can't hear my own. Like I don't hear my own voice the same way, right? I think so if I'd you have to... if you were Conan O'Brien in The Simpsons, maybe. Oh, that's a good point. You know what? I, you know what? Pay me, give me his paycheck, and then we'll talk about this. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I'll have the money. Uh, so anyway, other than being compared to Conan O'Brien, which I assume is a nice thing, I don't know. Maybe not. I know nothing of the guy other than that he hosts a talk show in America. Maybe somewhere did. I don't know. Um, I, said I, I found it flattering. It was great. I found a new podcast to listen to. It was wonderful. Uh, can I, I have a gripe with um, Windows, oh, not Windows, with Mac OS Monterey? I did an update on my Mac Pro, and I cannot, for the life of me, get my screen resolution working properly. Oh, no. Everything oh. is blurry. Oh. Or just kind of oh. blurry. I, I know. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, you I really have to think really of the wrong place. <laughs> Read the room, Mark. This is not the place to come it's in here and slightly say, blurry. My blurry. Okay. <laughs> How do you cope, Mark? Wow. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> Put in mouth. Um, here's here's the lesson I've learned. Okay, guys, you really gotta check every single freaking driver before you upgrade uh, to any of these things. You would think that it would work. It was just it's just the monitor. It's just not supported, I guess, or something. Some kind of driver that I have to put it in a super high resolution in order to uh, have perfect clarity. I'm not gonna stop. Talking no, do you know, I I actually think that I remember the remember the Apple Cinema Display they brought out the 20 inch Cinema yes. Display. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, and it, uh, yeah, it was probably expensive. They had the Thunderbolt version and they had the cinema display. They had all the different styles that came out. And I remember having one of those and thinking, obviously using magnifier where you or zoom in, in Mac's case where you're zooming in, the screen was very blurry, really blurry. And I thought, is it really that blurry to look at from a distance? And I always thought Mac displays were really clear. Um, but it seems that any other resolution other than perhaps the native resolution is just not that great. Yeah, well, it's to be strange. Fair, that that is the same for Windows as well. No, I don't right? think it is. No, I don't think it is. Well, it depends how well the monitor or the display copes with not the native resolution, right? So, nah, I wouldn't. Oh, leave no, Mac alone. 
Well, I don't oh, know if you're right, right or wrong, to be honest. But you know, I mean, that is, this is—I am the worst person to even have this discussion on that. Yeah, one. we're not great at resolutions. But yes, yeah, it all looks blurry to me. I've got—I'm sitting in front of. I mean, this is when you know things are bad, and we are going to have this conversation one day. But you know, I'm sitting here in front of a 32-inch designer, uh, and I don't, I don't see designer as in you know like handbag. I mean, like designer as in pro monitor, which is a really beefy monitor, really good, built for beefy. CAD, yeah, beefy. Well, it is. It's blooming heavy. Uh, but, you know, it's built for CAD work and it's, you know, it's built for all this really serious graphic design. And it's just a blur. And I'm just like, you know, it's, it's and, and you know, the thing is, I would just get rid of it, to be honest, but it seems like such a waste. And also, it's so heavy. To take it downstairs, to take it to the bin is just ridiculous. Just, so it stays on my desk. He's keeping the monitor. He's keeping the expensive pro monitor because he's too lazy can't be to bring it down it. to the garbage. <laughs> I That's also, disgusting. I also did give some <laughs> advice this week to someone who was asking my views on uh, a brand new laptop. They had spent something like $1,500 on this new Asus Zenbook. Is that the range from yep. Asus? Yep. Yeah, that sounds right. And Throw it in the bin, you told him. I told, I did. How did, how did were you there? <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly the suggestion I said, which was get rid I mean, I, I actually suggested he sell it. Um, because he's having an issue with JAWS, and he's saying, you know, but it's got the best graphics card, and it's got this. And I'm going to put it out there. This is just a starter for 10. We're not going to talk about this on the show today, but I'd like your views on this, dear listener, because I have a belief. I have a belief, guys, and this belief is that I think blind people should only buy business or reasonably... Uh, good processor, reasonably good RAM in their computer, but terrible graphics. Go for terrible graphics. Rip the monitor off the laptop if need be. Get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. don't do that. Okay, don't do that. Right, fine. Thank you. But the point is, don't. So instead of going for a, a good example, is don't go for a Dell XPS 15 or a 13. Go for a Dell Inspiron 13 or 15. And you get the same power but you don't get the same graphics. And I think for screen readers, I'm coming to the conclusion as I sit here, and I will tell you this comes because of the rebirth, the hallelujah moment, because my poor little computer, which blew up, you might remember the story of my computer exploding, and I was very upset because I really liked this little machine. It was a second-hand machine. It was, really, it was nice. I liked it. <laughs> blew itself up. But it blew itself up. <laughs> I suspect suicide. Yes. Didn't want you to play any more games. Well, it, it came back. It came back to life. It turned out that it was obviously something wrong with the power supply only. I checked it with a different power supply, and now it's all back up and running again. Uh, so that was cool. But on that machine, which is an i5 processor, it's like a 6th or 7th gen. It's got 16 gig RAM in it. It's got you know a decent SSD. But it runs JAWS much more snappily than the Lenovo I've got, than uh, the, and that's the ThinkPad. I tried it, if you remember, on the Surface Laptop 4. Terrible experience on that. Um even faster than my gaming machine, my HP Omen. It's far more responsive, far snappier. And I don't know if it's a processor issue. I don't know if it's a graphics thing. Placebo. Could be audio. Could be an audio thing. You know, no. the, the Realtek driver issue is real, and it's a problem for a lot of screen reader users. Something's going on. But for some reason, I find older machines are far better at doing the job, far more responsive. So if you're blind... Don't spend thousands of pounds on a brand new or, do or dollars on, you know, some other machine. Buy something cheap, cheap and cheerful. Wow. With lots From of RAM. Stephen Scott. This is unbelievable. So I'm going to leave it there. I'm, we'll come back on this one because, you know, we're not going to talk about it this week, but I'm just putting that out there. I want to hear your feedback on this. So we'll give you the details on how you can get in touch. 
a bit later. Coming up, though, we are going to talk about Windows because there's some big updates this week we want to talk about. And I want to ruminate. Is that the word? Did we have this before when I suggested this might be the word? Is it ruminate? I'll go with it. Okay. Uh, on the upcoming Apple releases and a possible an event as well. It's <sighs> Apple. Apple, Apple, Apple. Can't wait. Uh, stick around. We'll get into that after this. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. Yeah, we just tell you to throw your tech in the bin when you can't be bothered with it anymore. (laughs) Perfectly good advice, I think. Uh, Let's talk about Windows because they've had some big updates this week. And uh, because Mark is in charge of the internet today here on... (laughs) Double Tap Canada. Uh, he is going to be uh, providing us with the latest information on those updates, Mark. Hi. Well, it's not really, actually, because, uh, n- well, look, okay, can I start? Because, honestly, there's one update I really want to pick up on, which is just ridiculous, if you ask me. Notepad has been upgraded. <laughs> for no reason I can understand. Well, uh, well, why are you laughing for it? When was the last time Notepad was updated? Well, it doesn't need updated. That's it's the a whole notepad. point. It doesn't need to be updated. It's no, a notepad. it does. It can always be improved. No, it can't. In fact, they've ruined it. They have absolutely no. ruined it. This was a simple, plain text editor. That is why people liked it. That's why I used it. That's why a lot of people used it. It's a really good tool. Now they've made it rich text only. Uh, if there is a way of changing it, do let me know, but I can't find it. Uh, they've simplified it, which is not a bad thing necessarily. I mean, they've made they've taken a lot of things away, but ultimately it is just a, a very basic thing, but only rich text. Some people saying there's real issues with it as well. For some reason, it's, it's very laggy on some systems. Don't know what that's about. I'm not having any issues there, but it just seems like a strange thing to update. And also, what they, really what they've done here, and this is the bit that maybe is not being explained, is they've kind of moved it. So what they they used to have it as part of the main Windows system. Now what they've done is moved it into the Microsoft Store. And if you haven't got the new version at the moment, and the simple way to know is if you've got like six or seven menu items when you open up Notepad, you know, you could file, edit, view, blah, 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 blah. Uh, If you've got like six of those, then that's the the old version. But when you update it, you'll get three. Uh, that's the kind of way oh. I found out that it would, it, it, main reason I knew it changed. But to, in order to get the update, you have to go and update the app itself in the Microsoft Store. So you go this into Microsoft Store, you search it up, you know, search for Notepad. It comes up, by the way, along with every other Notepad that's on sale in there, and you have to update it individually. Did they charge you for it? That'd be funny if they charged you for That'd it. That'd be hilarious, <laughs> wouldn't it? Uh, no, they don't. Up, they don't charge you for it, thank God. But they uh, they do update, it, or you do manually update it. And I can't. Listen, wish I, I mean, good improvements though. I mean, a multi-step undo, improved search engine, and of course, dark mode support. I mean, those are pretty big things. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Undo levels. You got multiple undo. You can, it was always just one single undo, and that was your lot. The dark mode. Everyone's going to love that. It's improvements. And can I just say, I'm not sure what's going on with this because I read many articles. You got to go into that store and go and update it manually. I never, and I was already running it. So I think it will update automatically as well. I'm confused well, by this. Totally. I definitely had to go and get it from the store. That's only, yeah. But you're right. It maybe will update itself over time, um, like any other app would, I guess, over time. But 
This one I, I and in fairness, I had just done the updates, so I was going in to get it, and I do I still can't really work out what version of Windows I'm on. I have no got a clue. And you know, it just it keeps <laughs> eleven. I, I just keep running update every day and just see what happens. I get cumulative updates and yes. .NET framework updates, and I'm like, ooh, I better download that because that sounds important. Right. And then that's it, really. I don't understand the cube. Why? No, I can just let less. it do its thing. It's Listen, fine. the biggest changes, you know, so far really are in the taskbar. And if you're a multi- uh, Microsoft Teams user, this is where it gets kind of fun because, okay, let, let's get the, the easy ones out of the way. You, you can now see the time and data on multiple monitors. Yay. Um, you, the weather widget now is back on the taskbar if you want it there. Yay. Oh, wow. Um, but here, if you uh, want to mute or unmute yourself in Teams, you can do that from the taskbar. That's pretty cool. Uh, you can also quickly screen share a specific app or a window directly from the taskbar into a Microsoft Teams call. No, that's just pretty cool, too. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Who so. cares? Who uses Teams? <laughs> well, nobody, right? Yeah. Windows yeah, Nobody N. uses Teams. No, nobody. Hate it. <laughs> what, Zoom's, what? Zoom's wow. the way to go. That's just, that's just like, oh, do you know what? Take that Asus in book and just chuck it straight in the bin. <laughs> nobody needs it. The big story is the Amazon App Store. Now, please explain this to me. First off, why Amazon App Store? Uh, and this is in order to give us Android apps, right? So why not the Google yeah, Play Store? I, I don't well, understand. Well, so basically the search results now appear when you search into in the uh, in the you know the Windows storefront there. When you actually search for different apps, you will get results from the Amazon App Store. Why Amazon? Probably because they play better with Microsoft than Google does. Mm. There is a workaround. As it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a kind of side loading thing to get. Uh, the Google Play Store running on Windows 11 unofficially, but it does work. Um, and because Android apps are supported, at least in this, they call this a public preview of the Android apps on Windows 11, um, you can just install those apps and run them natively, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, Amazon, I mean, yeah, the, the library is not as extensive as the Google Play Store, but it is somewhat curated, especially on the security front. So perhaps that had a, a little role in it. Okay, well, look, the interesting thing is, and this is the first question I often ask myself whenever I hear about these new features, especially this, because, you know, we're moving into an interesting time where we're able to now get, well, on the Mac side, the Catalyst app, which will allow, you know, any app essentially that's on iPhone, well, in theory, could run on the Mac, although that's not the case at the moment because the app developers are choosing whether or not to allow their app to be available on the Mac, and of course, some will work better than others. Um, the Amazon App Store brings that functionality to Windows now, and that is now here. But of course, there's big accessibility questions. And I was so pleased yesterday when I read on Twitter, thanks to the wonderful team at the Microsoft Accessibility Desk, um, they actually put a video out that said, here's how this will work with Windows. Here's how you will be able to use the Amazon App Store with Windows. I'm going to play you a bit of this. Now, we'll put a, a, a link up on our Twitter feed at Double Tap Canada. If you don't follow us, then you must. Um, but we'll put this up, a direct link to it, so that you can uh, check this out for yourself. But here's a little clip of this, so you can get a sense of how the Amazon App Store will work with a screen reader. The Amazon App Store will bring many of your favorite apps to Windows 11. People who use screen readers in Windows will have access to these Android apps. Here's how it will work if you use Narrator or another third-party screen reader on Windows. Settings window, Narrator, toggle switch, on. When you open or navigate to an Android app, such as Kindle, you'll hear the following announcement. Kindle, Windows subsystem for Android trademark window. 
This notification means that you will need to turn on the subsystem screen reader. To do so, press Windows Control T. Subsystem screen reader on. Windows default preference. To navigate apps using the subsystem screen reader, you'll need to use a handful of keyboard shortcuts. Here in the Kindle app, I can navigate through my ebook library using Alt plus left arrow and Alt plus right arrow. Note of from your life. Halo, Battleborn, Battleborn, a Halo young adult novel series number. Halo, Meridian, Halo, Divine Wind, How Women Rise, Break the Twi- Halo, Divine Wind, Halo, Meridian Divide, Halo, Battleborn, Battleborn, a Halo young adult novel series number one, book one. Clark, Cassandra Rose. If I want to jump to the first or last item, I can press Alt plus Control plus left arrow or Alt plus Control plus right arrow. Search Kindle. Press Alt plus Enter More tab. Search Kindle. Press Alt plus Enter to activate. To select the focused element, I press Alt plus Enter. The book will open. Opening book. Once I have a Kindle book open, I can press Alt plus Enter to start text-to-speech and the book content will begin to read aloud. Evie waited until her father was grading student projects before she approached his door. He always said that he hated to be interrupted during grading, but over the years, Evie had learned the opposite was true, that really he was grateful for the break. It meant he was more likely to say yes to whatever it was she wanted to do. I can go back by pressing Alt plus Backspace. Kindle Home. Pressing Alt plus Shift plus Enter will select and hold the focused element. In the Kindle app, this command will open a context menu for the book that has focus. Halo, Battleborn, Battleborn, a Halo Young Adult Novel Series Number 1. If you have any questions about this accessibility experience, check out the support document linked in the video description. Microsoft is always looking to improve your experience. Leave us feedback in Feedback Hub. Access Feedback Hub by using the keyboard shortcut Windows plus F. Enter your feedback in the search bar and select Add Feedback if you can't find any similar to your experience. Wow. That's, that's actually pretty impressive when you hear that uh, and how they've made that whole thing accessible. So it's by some kind of sub... Uh, subsystem screen reader. Subsystem. How weird is that? That's all new, and it, isn't it? And it's like the alt key becomes the modifier key for this subsystem screen reader. It's it's definitely strange, but I mean, how cool is it that they put this out so soon after making this feature available or announcing this feature? You know, it's uh, you got to say again, Microsoft accessibility that they're crushing it. I, that cannot. I mean, I, that that is just beyond me that they've they've done that. I mean, that's a poke in the eye to Apple if I ever had one. Yeah. Although some would say, I guess, on Apple that the app should work in the same way that it would work on the rest of the system, right, with VoiceOver, because it's the same across the system. So, you know, I can sort of see there may be different views on that. But ultimately what Microsoft have done here is they've taken something which, frankly, I thought as soon as I heard there was an app store coming like this, I thought this is going to be a nightmare this is going to be impossible for us to use. And it actually made me want to back even further away from Windows. But, you know, hearing that, I'm thinking, do you know what? That's brilliant. That's so good that we've got that function. Um, I, I'm really pleased. I think that's absolutely fantastic. It's interesting you hearing that, Mark. You know, you're listening to somebody there accessing a book on an app via the PC with a screen reader. Um, 
Does that does that kind of blow your mind that that's possible? Yeah, no. The the fact that it's actually even possible is just is just absolutely insane. Um, but you know, it just shows just shows the work they're putting into it. It's just absolutely amazing. It amazes me every time I I hear about more features like that. Just and and just how it could possibly work. And once I realize it and understand it, it's like mind blown, you know? Can we talk a little bit about one of the other big things that's coming? I mean, there's lots of other updates in amongst all this. Those were the headlines. But there's one other update that came out yesterday that I want to pick up on, and that's captioning. Windows 11 system-wide captioning. This is such a cool feature. Now, I know it's not necessarily a feature that could be utilized by blind people yet, but I kind of hope there's a way it could be, and I'll talk about that in a second. But how it works is, let's say you're listening to the radio. Not a particularly accessible thing for a deaf person, right? Let's be frank about it. If you're listening to a talk station or a podcast or something and it doesn't have transcriptions, what do you do? Well, with Windows 11 system-wide captioning, it actually brings up essentially like a Word document on your desktop and whatever is playing around you, either on the system or separately, that'll be picked up by the microphones of the machine and it will be captioned live in front of you. So there's an example online of someone listening to the radio and what is being said on the radio is being translated into ca- or captioned yeah, in front yeah, of He's you. listening to the radio external from his computer. Yeah, so he's got the radio sitting next to the computer and it's being that's captioned cool. live on the on the computer. That's really, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. The ability, if you have a small window in the corner and, uh, he, and that's not, you know, that's not only an accessibility feature. I would use that today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many times do you miss something that you're listening to? Like, what did they just say? And to have that written up on your screen in everything that's going on in your life, that's pretty cool. And that's exactly why I think it's a great accessibility feature for blind people as well. Because one of the things I used to say about radio years ago, and you'll know what I mean by this, Mark, is you've got to keep information really quite short because radio is not great for detail, right? Because if people are listening, they're listening passively. So you're listening to this right now. Maybe you're in a car or you're on a train or wherever you are, and you hear something, a phone number or an email address, and you think, I'd love to catch that, but you just can't in that moment. Well, it's not easy to go back and get that specific bit of information. Whereas if it's being captioned live in front of you and you can grab that text and deal with it, or it's saved for later, that's brilliant. So, no, I think this is a really, really good function. And it's like you say, that's not, I mean, it is an accessibility feature, but it's not, it doesn't have to be built that way. It doesn't have to be sold that way. This could be used by anybody. And actually, I'm seeing so many tweets now from people saying that they use captioning all the time on TV. Loads of people do that. Loads of people who are not there. Some people just don't want to, maybe, maybe they live in an apartment and they can't have their TV particularly loud. And, you know, a lot of TV shows now, they're often quite hard to hear. Uh, with the way they mix the audio. So you know what? You can't have the volume screaming, so you, you put on the captioning. So that's great for everybody. I'm even seeing people tweeting now saying, hey, the best thing I ever did was turn on audio description on Netflix because now I listen to my latest series of whatever it is in the car. And I'm like, yeah. this is brilliant, you know, because that's the message we need to get out there, which is this is not something that's just for us. Yes, it's great, and of course it enables us all to enjoy TV. I cannot watch TV or movie. You're the same, Sean, I know this. We couldn't watch TV without audio description. It just would be closed off to us. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime I put a show on now, and if it doesn't have AD on it, I'm just like, I'm out because I can't. I've, I've, there's always something instantly that I'll miss. I watched that Tinder Swindler the other week. Such a brilliant documentary. Was it good? I loved it. I absolutely. I mean, I was. I was just sitting there. It was one of those popcorn documentaries. Just thinking, how did she fall for this? And you know, I couldn't. Couldn't switch it off. It's a brilliant film. But without the AD, I'd have missed so much of that. 
Yeah. Because there was so much text that was coming up on screen, you know, it was stuff that had to be read out and it was just brilliant that it was there. So, but again, if you were in the car, that would be like listening to a radio program. Yeah. You know? well, it's just it's what brilliant. happened with audiobooks, right? They were just for us on 50,000 CDs and then, <laughs> you know, every day people went, oh, hang on, I can listen to this in the gym or in the car, wherever. And audiobooks have just, you know, exploded. So it's exactly the same. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, stick around. We're going to get into uh, more of this because uh, I want to talk about Apple uh, next. Of course, we've done the Windows thing. So, you know, that's good. We've crossed that. Tick that one off. Tick. Uh, <laughs> we are going to touch on Chrome as well a bit later. Oh, we're going for all of it today. It's oh, wow. Completely How balanced. are we doing on the, uh, on the uh, Microsoft quarter for the year? Are we okay? I think we're doing Still all right. Balanced? Okay, I think we're doing do? okay. I think, I think they might be leading the charge a little bit, but that's okay. Oh. oh. Um, but that's good. That's good. That's good to see. I mean, you know, every year we do this, every single year since I started doing this show, it's been Apple, 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 Apple. Now it's Microsoft, Microsoft, Microsoft. Oh, yeah, and Apple. Google always falls into the end, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Double tap camera. I've got we'll big be Apple back news. After this. <laughs> this is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now back to the show. Okay, let's talk Apple then, because you know what? Uh, there's lots of stuff coming around uh, with Apple, possibly a new iPhone, possibly a new Mac Mini, possibly a new iMac, possibly all kinds of new stuff. But New iPad Pro, apparently. Yeah, that's right. Lots of new stuff coming down the pipe. Lots so of stuff. We'll uh, get into that in a sec, but you want to talk about AirTags first, Mark, and I, I well, actually agree. Know, I think been... there's a lot going on here with AirTags at the minute. So here's the funny You hear this? This is AirTag. I don't know why it's beeping. This is the problem, okay? So I've got a bunch of AirTags. And, and he's feeding. Um, it's like a and I've had them for, I don't know, I don't know to, I have no idea why it's beeping now. I, I just touched it. Uh, and this is the problem, is that I, I've tried to reset a couple of these. Because what happened was, is I was running a beta of iOS, what are we on, 15? Um, iOS 15. And when they finally released it, what happened was when the update went through, all the associated AirTags I had were lost. Oh, so, really? It was a bug, so it was kind of annoying. So I, I had to reset them, and the and the way they say you reset them is you you pop the battery off, so you twist the back, you know, you, the, the 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 aluminum piece, you twist it to the left, it pops off, the battery comes off, and then you take the battery out, and then you push it back in until it beeps, and then you do the repeat that five times, and on the fifth time, it's supposed to give you a different sound, and that indicates that it's been reset, and then you should be able to just bring it up to your phone and go ahead and set that up. Well. I have yet to get that to work on any of the AirTags that I have, and I've got six of them here. I somehow, although in this process and giving up, I threw them aside. I'm like, I screw this. I'll figure this out another day. And then randomly out of nowhere, one, and this happened on five of them, randomly my phone would say, it's time to set up your your AirTag. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'd go hit the button and it sets it up. So I have no idea how to actually reset these things, but apparently if you try and then put them aside for a couple of days, eventually they'll reset themselves. Yeah, that wow. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it makes total sense. When they're it? ready. When Apple's yeah, ready. Exactly. When, when the AirTag <laughs> seems fit. So, I mean, that's, that's you know, gripe number one. Gripe number two is there's a big, big issue out there, guys. Apple shareholders, they're being urged to vote against a planned... $99 million compensation package for Tim Cook. $99 million. I feel so bad for him. Hang on, hang on. Compensation for what? It's not, what, is it a bonus or is it compensation? 
it's it's compensation. They don't really say whether it was a bonus or not. They say last year he was awarded stock value to eighty two million, along with a three million dollar salary and a twelve million dollar bonus. And the stock award was the first incentive package he was granted since his two thousand eleven package was granted for his full tenure at Apple. So he's been there long enough that he got his initial you know stock award, which now of course I joke about this, but he you know that's I can't even fathom this amount of money. Like oh, it's, it, it's Apple. Uh, well, and, but the, here's the thing: is that it, are they doing a disservice to themselves by talking about all this stuff publicly? I know they're a public company, and they have to talk they, about it, yeah. and, and and the Financial Times and stuff like that. There's there's relevance there, but I just look at this and I'm like, I, I'm never going to see this money in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just makes me be like, what? What, what yeah, is? Like, yeah, it's, why? Well, hang on, hang why on. are you 20, talking about this? Twenty one and a half thousand of that is yours. Uh, and probably like an equivalent amount in accessories and Macs I've bought over the years adds up to the rest. So, you know, we've, we've got a stake in this as well. Some of that money is ours, Mark. Well, we should get a dividend or something, shouldn't yes. we? From all, for every product we've spent and every money, every every dollar we spent with Apple, we should get some kind of stock reward. I just think, you know, it's I am not against people getting bonuses and, and money. I, I really don't mind all that. It's a public company and people have made money and that's the way it works. I think the issue is that, I think companies like this need to start giving something back. And I don't necessarily mean that you take... They, they the, do, though. I mean, they do. They There is a dividend package. No, no, but, they, but what I mean is, I mean, like, okay, give give 99 million or whatever it is to, to Tim Cook, and that's lovely, right? That's whatever. But, you know, really, do you have to charge me $9 or $10 for a dongle so I can do something that you've taken away yes, from the machine? that's why he gets $99 million, because he does that, and you rush out and buy the <sighs> Apple mug, which you were... Oh, there's an Apple mug the other day to me on the phone. <laughs> Look, that's why he gets paid the big bucks. I did nearly buy an Apple candle once. Um, <laughs> wasn't wasn't made by Apple, I will say that. But Apple uh, is a new Mac yeah, smell. Isn't that stupid? Remember that the, the new, new Mac, Mac smell, smell candle? Really? Oh, oh yeah. I, and do you know something? I was like, I, I want that. I, I can't imagine. What? <laughs> I'm not sure I can continue this show with you. <laughs> I can't even imagine what that's... Because bear in mind, it's a candle. So what it actually sounds like is a new Mac on fire. You're used to that, surely. All your computers catch <laughs> well, on fire eventually. Well, I've had ones, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I know that that's like. And they're, but... and they're in the corner holding up his couch because he doesn't dare go down to the bin. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. It really is. Um, but no, I mean, look, I, I think let, let the guy have his money. He's going to be out soon anyway. One big, one more big product or category release and then he's off apparently and we has all know he, that's going to be has he launched any categories um, um tags. yeah air tags yeah probably air that's it. but we know no, the, the mean, big one's going to be glass right it's going to be the glasses which is 99 million is nothing to apple it's like slipping him a ten or buying him a pint it means nothing <laughs> it's just nothing <laughs> it's good, i'd love air, to be in that air. position you know it'd just be like yeah, yeah no, whatever you know when you've got that level of money, though, no wonder these guys are strapping themselves into rockets and heading to the moon. It's like, well, what else can you do? <laughs> did you see that? But talking of air tags, very quickly, I know we got to get on. But did you see that they're putting more work into making them uh, more detectable? So you know, for people being tracked when they're unaware. That's the story of it. I thought you were going to come up with, Mark, because I yeah. thought this is this is a big issue. People, well, this I find is a I wouldn't bring delight. attention to something I use every day. <laughs> I find it steady. I find it really interesting that this is a big focus point of the air tags when trackers have been around for a long time before. The but they the haven't AirTags. been made this easy though. What exactly right? Apple wait their time. Wait their, <laughs> stocking, for their time. Stocking, it, it just best. works. 
Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> but um, no, it is an issue, but they, they are making strides. You know, the, these um, you will get a notification if there's an air tag near you that's not yours, obviously, and it will beep as well. So, well, maybe sense. that's why it's been beeping. Maybe that's ah, it. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're stalked. Yeah. You stalking yourself. Yeah, I'd be. A, I would be a terrible stalker. I mean, well, I'd be a terrible subject of a stalker because you no, know, who who on earth would want to hang around me? I'd barely leave the floor I'm on in my house to go. Please downstairs. do something. I, I'd be like this. It would just be a corpse in the cold. That's all my stalker would be in the end. There you go. Beautiful, beautiful Lovely. image for you. Well, I've got I've got four of my air tags running again, operational again now. So we've got four operational, so this will make uh, tracking my luggage a lot easier if I ever go anywhere again. Oh, I just uh, I want to stick them to doors and uh, fence posts and lamp posts outside, but you can't do that because when they're away from your phone for a certain length of time, they beep. I don't like that. Well, so I was having a chat with a friend of mine the other day. We were on Clubhouse chatting about a lot of nonsense as you do, and one of the things that came up was uh, NFC tags and how you can use these for lots of different things. And I... The subject came up because of the... It's just beeping away. It's lovely, isn't it? It's lovely to have sound effects go with you, John, on this journey of this programme. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you, you get the RNIB... Well, the RNIB here, I, I don't know what it's called in Canada, but the pen friend, which is out, and it's I think it's just called the pen friend anywhere else. And this is a device which is really handy for uh, taking little labels, sticking them onto things. So in my case, maybe labelling up cables to my mixing desk or you know maybe identifying certain things around the home. Uh, great for clothing as well. You can just put a little sticker on and then you can record a message that when you hold the pen over it, it will replay that back to you. And someone on the call said, hey, why don't you use NFC tags instead? So a friend of mine, we're going to meet up. We're going to try this out because I'm quite keen to, to try this. I've never really done that before. And I'm really tempted to stick a bunch of QR codes in places and these tiny little stickers and just stick them places. You know, little messages for blind people as they go around their everyday life. Yeah, but QR codes, you need the camera and everything, but NFC tags are actually, they're quite cheap. You can buy them on Amazon, and they're quite tiny, and you can pro in them to do things. You could actually stick an NFT tag on, on like, your doorway, for example, mm. and as you walk by it, just tap your phone on that, and suddenly your lights turn on, your computer's on, your, you can actually create scenes and stuff and trigger things to actually happen automation-wise. Yeah, and that's a point, cool. because you don't need the camera to see it, right? It just No, you don't, even, you don't even need the phone to be on. You could just literally, you can create an automation in an iOS shortcuts that literally, when it scans this tag, it does this this shortcut, which is actually pretty neat. I mean, you know, for your case, I know you need it so you can identify, you know, your wife, for example. Um, <laughs> woman, married, <laughs> 15 years. I've told this story um, before, Mark, and it is ridiculous when you think about it. There's an original, one of the original AI um, kind of like, I guess, you know, all these apps like Seeing AI and all the rest, right? There was one, uh, it may still be on the go. It was called AI Poly. Remember that one, Sean? I do, and it's still in the app store, it's yes. It's still going, right. Okay, so uh, AI Poly was the first, and you could hold the phone up to things and it would tell you what they were. So a pair of slippers, it would say a pair of slippers, whatever else, right? I hold this phone up to my wife and it says Labrador. <laughs> I've got to tell you, I oh. was not a popular guy. I, she Awkward. thinks I did this. She, I, I didn't program the thing to make it do that. I just did it itself. But it caught. I, I said, maybe it's your hair. That didn't go down well. So I'm just digging. <laughs> I left her alone after that. I said, let's never do that again. And then, of course, the ones that guess your age, she got me back on that one because the ones said I looked 75 and grey. Um, oh. I didn't clarify whether that was hair or skin. Um, but. 
Bit of both. Bit of both, I think, yes. Scottish climate and all that. Um, <laughs> right, look, stick around because we're going to talk uh, about more. I want to get into this thing about the SE because everyone's, uh, well, I'm very yeah. excited about the SE. Uh, possibly an SE3 coming, uh, the iPhone SE, or as I call it, the blind edition phone, because it's just perfect for blind people. I'll get into why I think that's good news uh, and why I may be buying it, but there has, there's one thing in it that has to be there for me to make the purchase. I'll tell you what that is after this. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Now back to the show. So one thing I want in the iPhone SE3 uh, when it comes out, Sean, you don't believe there's going to be an SE3, which is just a it ridiculous position. It will not position. happen. God, Definitely not happening. No. It's just, too soon. It's not going to happen. Google it. There's reviews all over. There's rumours all over. Someone's already I, probably I, I, got it. There's a difference between reviews and rumours. It's not going to happen. Well, it is. Why do you say that? Why? Because why? I mean, look at the rumours. We're going to get into this anyway. It's not adding anything to the original one apart from a CPU a processor spec jump. And 5G? Who cares? People who have 5G? Oh, no. <laughs> well, okay. Okay, so they may release a 5G version of the iPhone SE 2020. That's it. It's not going to be the SE 3. Not going to happen. Well, it is. But here's the thing, right? So it's going, it's, to, it's going to have 5G in it. I think that's guaranteed. Um, it's definitely going to have a CPU bump of some kind. Was it A13 or A12 that's in it just now? A15 from the A13 of the SE2020. Right, okay. So it's going to jump up and that's fine. And whatever, right? I don't care about that. The camera will probably improved a bit. That's nice. Again, don't care. Um, for me, I'm looking for Touch ID to remain. Nope. Face ID is not going to come to the SE3. I, I doubt that would happen. Um, I think it'll be the same form factor as the SE before it and the iPhone 8 before that. Um, but what I really am looking for, are, well, I guess two things really, but one would be the, the deal breaker. One would be a bigger battery because the battery in the SE2 was terrible, really bad. I mean, the original SE had a better battery than that, even though when you use it, it did almost burst into flames after a while because it got so warm. Um, <laughs> but the battery could certainly do with an improvement. And MagSafe. Please bring MagSafe to the SE3. Because I've got all these MagSafe things now, and I don't want to get rid of them, but I really want an SE. That's why I had to send my old SE back, because I bought this Belkin so, thing. So and basically you want here. an iPhone 12. I want an yes. iPhone 12, but with Touch ID. I don't want okay. Face ID. So, so here's the thing. The only redeeming factor of the iPhone SE currently is the fact that it still has Touch ID and a home button. Yeah, I love that. Do we think that's going to go away anytime soon? No, not on that model. Not on that. Maybe next no, year, but not it's still maybe based next time. on the iPhone eight body, right? So it's still going to have the home button. Uh, home so, button. but you have to assume that eventually this thing is just going to go bye bye. Like this is the long, this is the long, long, long funeral for a phone like this. For that design, it's a way to keep it so the people who want that home button, oh, I need to have that home button. <laughs> Can have something to look forward to, but I've been using the the Touch ID on the on the on the iPad Mini, and it works wonderfully. Well, that so, that's a, that's another option. I mean, that may be the way it goes. I don't think it'll happen in this iteration. There's certainly nothing coming out that suggests that's coming. Uh, no redesign, it seems. I mean, who knows with Apple? You never know until the last know. moment. But if but, but it's was, not even a redesign. It's just basically taking an existing design. It's the they same have. thing. The point of the SE is that it's the cheapest way to get into the iPhone family. Exactly, and I think that as, as, you know, when the iPhone 14 is announced, then suddenly someone's going to have to go away. 
and is that the iPhone? Because iPhone 11 is still available. I think that the I would put money on, and I don't have anything to back this up, but I would put money on the iPhone SE is more popular than the iPhone 12, or in this case, 13 mini. I still maintain the mini is not as popular, and the SE is probably more popular than that. Hence why it's the still mini. Around. From what I hear, the mini is is, is gangbusters in, in overseas in China. Yeah, but if it was, it's purely down to the price. That that's that's the bottom line with this one. That's why they're using the old, you know, the the leftover bodies that they've got of the iPhone eight for these <laughs> the leftover just... bodies. Yeah, that was beautiful image. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the same design, right? They're using stock that they've already got in their product line and, and just leftovers. Bang... Yeah, well, yeah. basically, yes. And they're putting this out as a, hey, you can afford an iPhone too, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I and... just don't think they're going to do that. Here's I the funny know, thing is you could, you could kind of get a good indication about what their what their marketing goal here and what their plan is is when you when you go on the iPhone SE page on their website on the top it says right there reasons to upgrade and switching to iPhone okay they're clearly going after a market that wants to get into an iPhone and want to do it for a very cheap price mm-hmm. because on the other devices you don't see those yeah they're not doing it because hey people love touch ID People do love Touch ID, but Apple don't care about that. They, they just want Face ID everywhere. So they're just purely doing it because they want people on the iPhone. I think, I think Face ID is going to die, to be perfectly honest. I think that um, I think there's going to be uh, you know a combination of Touch ID and uh, and, and using other authentication methods. Like I know, I agree with you. I, think, I, I don't know about Face ID dying, but I think it's certainly going to become a secondary option to Touch ID when they bring yeah. Touch ID into the glass or under the glass itself. That's when... Things. I mean, and look, let's be honest, that's what Android, we're way ahead on that already. So, you know, it's just a matter of time. It's the security aspect of it that seems to be the issue, or at least was the issue. I'm not so sure it is much of an issue these days. Um, but once Apple get that both. right, it's going to be... I think they'll do something like, you know, in the iPhone 15 plus Ultra Max, they will do, well, it's very secure for business because you've got Face ID and Touch ID both and you need to pass both of them before it'll let you in or something I know people like think I'm crazy for, for really loving this SE style and, and you know because it's like come on Stephen just get the get the you latest and the greatest crazy regardless well that's true yeah <laughs> they probably do think that but <laughs> it, I just really I mean I've got the iPhone 13 mini and it's nice and I like it but I just miss that home button and I want the home button back and I would love it if they had built it into like the iPad mini into the top button of the oh, iPhone Mini. It. Maybe that's maybe get that'll happen. It. Maybe there'll be a... You're missing Touch ID. You're not missing the home button, right? Who cares about well, the home both. button? Yeah, but I no, like, no, I no, I like the home both button. at all. It's so easy to swipe up from the bottom to get to the app switcher to go to the home. Oh, yeah. It's easy. So easy. Yeah, it's so easy. Super easy. Yes, it is. Yes. <sighs> anyway, um, and finally, <laughs> I can't believe it's two <laughs> minutes to go, we turned to Google. That's just so. Oh. It's uh, so. I mean, it's such a shame on Google. I mean, it's such a shame. But they've they've brought out. You know, you've got this Chrome OS thing. You know that thing that they they brought out. Don't say like OS that. and it's Chrome thing. and and they put they put it on laptops that were underpowered and and they made it like a netbook, but it actually could do stuff. Um, it was good. You know, Chrome OS is good. But what <laughs> it they was good. <laughs> you just called it a thing. <laughs> That's, yeah, it was good. It was all right. It was all right. It was okay. It was fine. I mean, you know what else do you want? It's high praise from me, right? So it was okay. Okay. Uh, well, now they're saying you can get this thing called Chrome Flex, and basically that will allow you to put Chrome OS onto older machines. So if you've got an old machine lying around, and I've got about a thousand, um, I could put Chrome OS on all of them and bring them all back to life. On old Windows machines? Old Windows machines, old Macs, 
No, Max yep. as well. Max as well. So you could take an old Mac. I've got an old 11-inch MacBook Air, which is, uh, I love that machine. And, you know, I could put Chrome OS on there and bring it. And, of course, we know it's going to run fine because, you know, it's just, it's just a browser, right? So it's just going to do the job of the browser and it'll be absolutely fine. I think this is a great thing. Um, it's going to bring back to life some old computers, which is no bad thing. Very uh, environmentally conscious. Uh, so, no, I think it's a good thing. <laughs> You're trying so hard to be positive. I'm and trying. I'm loving you know, it. Well oh, done. Again, I need to try the accessibility on a really old machine with Chrome OS running it to see how it actually behaves. But yes. depending on I the specification... Be good. Well, yeah, because the specification on an old laptop, say on an old PC or an old Mac, will be way higher than, say, a low-level, entry-level Chromebook. So yeah, arguably, I, you could get a better machine out of it. And Chrome OS has really improved when it comes to accessibility and Chromevox and everything. Look, it's accessible. So, I mean, it's not perfect. It's not... No. It's, it's, it's a lot less feature-filled than even Rater or, you know, the base level, or, you know, screen readers. Well, but, I don't know. Well, it is. I mean, it's, it's less feature-filled. There's not a huge amount in there, but it's perfectly usable. Um, I don't hear a lot of people talk about Chrome to be honest, when it comes to accessibility. There's not that many of us out there using it. Well, so maybe this will change things. That will change the world for the better. What a beautiful note to end on. Ah, oh, well done. We saved the planet by the end, and uh, everybody was happy. things away because we're too lazy. And, you know, everybody's now got Chrome OS, so they're, they're less happy about that. But, you know, <laughs> the upside is they don't have to chuck away all that old stuff. There you go beautiful end to the show uh, that's it for us this week thank you so much for uh, getting in touch as you do keep getting in touch really interested to know your thoughts on this week's episode lots to uh, get your take on on this uh, Marka Falalo thank you you're welcome Jean-Priest thank you thank you and I'll catch you again next week thanks guys bye thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail email feedback at ami.ca we're also on twitter at double tap canada and on facebook can't wait till next week ask your smart speaker to play double tap canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice thanks for listening catch you again next time Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.